Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast, Episode 181. This is the podcast where you'll find out more about Woods Ball, recreational paintball, and scenario games. My name is Wayne. This is Blast Radius Woodsball podcast coverage of Operation Phoenix D-Day. This was Australia's premier scenario paintball game held on March 5th and 6th, 2011. Our title sponsor for this exclusive coverage is Empire Battle Tested. We thank them for their support. This episode of Blast Radius Woodsball podcast is brought to you by Tipman Sports, MacDev, and Hydrotech Paintballs. We've got some great audio footage for you from this game. Special thanks to Lou, Michael, and Sam for their excellent work as field correspondents. They asked all the right questions of all the right people. So we have three episodes of interviews and other footage to share with you. 180, 181, and 182. So make sure you download them all. Here it is, Operation Phoenix D-Day from Rawson, Victoria, Australia. Here you go. Good afternoon. We're back with uh, Costa from K-Bomb Paintball. How are you this afternoon, Costa? Uh, very well. Just working down here at D-Day on the display stand. Yeah, this is your first um, first display at D-Day, isn't it? Yeah, it's my first time down at D-Day. It's good to come down and witness a bit of like the paintball heritage that we've got here. Um, it's good to see some faces, familiar faces. Everybody's in great spirits as well. That's the other good thing about it. Yeah, it's been a really good day so far. So um, I've noticed you've got some... Um, some new products on the market through your store. What, can you tell us a bit about those? Yeah, definitely. We've got a really good contact in GI Milsim. GI Milsim started to like flood their products down here and it is a great product to stand behind. We've got 50 cal markers. They've been running out here all day and they've made a great impact. Guys can go out there holding almost a, ca- a case of paint and not have to come back and get air. So it makes a significant impact to the bush ball scene. Uh, we've got some Planet Eclipse stuff here. We try to keep our brands pretty spread across all, all the brands. We don't try to stick ourselves down to one like each individual person is going to want and a different brand or want different products so we try to keep it spread amongst everybody so I know there's some um, the new lines over there the 2011 you got the um, the 11 GI Milsim stuff and the 11 Planet Eclipse stuff there on sale how have they been going yeah definitely the, the 2011 Planet Eclipse and GI Milsim stuff they've all been like kicked up a notch as well so like they've started to listen to the players um, great response from the players as far as like sales are concerned like everything's up guys are starting to pay more attention to actually what's good and what's not out there GI Milsim has just been amazing everything that we tell them as far as customer feedback is concerned they listen to us and they provide us with the products that we need Wicked. So did you get a chance to play it all today? No, I'm bleeding on the inside, boys. I got myself an Ego 11 today and I didn't even get to shoot one ball out of it. But it's here to, I'm here to service the people, so it was good to get out here and meet all these guys, put some faces to the names that you see out on the forums as well. Awesome. So um, you, are you back here tomorrow or are you heading back? Or 
Unfortunately, not back here tomorrow. We've got a training clinic tomorrow night, um, and then we've got another one on Wednesday, but we'll be down here next week with Todd Martinez Clinic, um, rocking out some GI Milsim paint. It's BYO, so we're going to show the world what pretty much we can do to pro players down here in Australia. Awesome. So you enjoyed yourself? Are you going to be coming back next year? I'm down here next year. I've actually already employed the two staff so they can work the sales stand. I'm going to be out on the field with you boys rocking it. Nice. You rocking out that new Regal Ego 11? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to make <laughs> Yeah, you might have to get out there and show us how that G.I. Milsim one goes too. Yeah, that G.I. Milsim 50 cal guys, get on it. I know that because some guys are taking the crap out of it with the 250 cal. I know that you're going to rock out there and you're going to have like almost 400 balls in your hopper, but it is beneficial, especially out in a bush ball day like this where air isn't accessible as like tournament play. You're not coming off the field every five or ten minutes, so that G.I. Milsim, get onto it, guys. It is so good for bush ball and it is so cheap as well. Awesome. Thanks for talking to us today, mate. No worries. No worries, guys. Thank you very much for your time. Hi, this is uh, Lou Arthur with Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast, coming live from Phoenix Paintball out in Rawson, Australia. And I have with me today Sir Raymond, uh, Supreme Commander of the Commonwealth Forces. And uh, so tell me, Ray. How, how have you? Uh, how do you feel about the game so far, yesterday and today? Well, I think it, it's a it's a brilliant game. It's uh, well put together. Um, you can tell that they put the quality into the game. Uh, size doesn't matter as long as the quality is there. And this has been a very good two days. Yeah. So let's uh, maybe back up just a bit. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then what actually brought you here? Okay. Well. Um, I started playing paintball for fun in uh, 1997 after I retired from the Navy, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't anybody then. You know, I just kind of worked up through the ranks. Um, in 2003, I started the, the Commonwealth Expeditionary Force, and uh, since then we've gone worldwide. Mm-hmm. And um, Pete uh, is one of my uh, officers in the Commonwealth, and he invited uh, Drew and myself over to uh, play a little bush ball. And uh, that's how we ended up here. Okay. And you say the Commonwealth is, is, is a global organization or a global team. How many nations and how many people? Okay. Uh, we, currently, we have a little bit over 300 players in 11 countries on three continents. Wow. Yeah, so we're not just a, a you know, walk-on Saturday team. Right. We're, we're worldwide. Okay, great. Right, that sounds that sounds exciting. And this is your is this your first time here in Australia playing this event? Right. This is this is the first time that I've ever been to Australia. Um, I had uh, two other chances in the military, and both of them got canceled because of the Soviets. <laughs> okay. So um, now that you've you played a full day plus day and a half, uh, what do you think about the, the the game play? What do you think about this event specifically? I think this event is 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 doing very well. It's in its third year. And, it's, and it is continuing to grow, mm-hmm. and uh, the field I'm, I'm, I'm told has uh, been improved, you know, every year. Mm-hmm. Something new uh, for the the players, and and it shows. Um, they do very well. Um, they do uh, something here that I've never seen in America. Is that when you uh, get shot and you get eliminated, when you go back to the dead zone, they clean you up <laughs> before they send you back into the game. I, I've never seen that before. It's that's very unique. That's great. Yeah, I, I experienced much of the same thing, especially during the uh, heat of the second and third battles of the first day. Um, so, what has been your most memorable experience so far? Well, there's three things, and I can tell you this from the heart. Okay, first, the people. The people here are awesome. They've, they've been very respectful and very helpful and uh, very extremely friendly. Yes. Right? The second thing I'd have to say is uh, the weather is good. I thought it would be uh, a little bit hotter. Yeah. You know, 
a lot. In fact, I thought it was going to be, was going to be a lot hotter. And the third thing that I really like about Australia is uh, they have these little candies called minties. <laughs> They're like uh, mint taffy, and they are really good. I'm going to take some back to the United States. Wow, I'm a little jealous. Uh, I can't have any of those uh, sugary tweets, treats, but... Uh in terms of the game, any specific experiences during the game? Any engagement that really sticks out in your mind? Um, I thought that the, t today's game of um, defending the, uh, uh, the fort um, against the, uh, the red team, that's exciting. You know, I like those kinds of games where you have you know, attack and defend. Sure enough. Right? I like to play both sides, either be the attacker or the defender. Sure enough. You know, it's just fun. And I really, really like the games where you're outnumbered. You know, it's almost a you know a hopeless task, but you just get to throw paint, and it's that's that's fun. <laughs> I remember uh, during the first attack and defend, uh, I started out uh, taking some photos on the German side, and uh, you know got my fair share of welts as I was trying to make my way over to our team side, mm -hmm. and made my way through the bush, and I saw you and uh, Josh and Drew coming up along the uh, what would have been our left flank, right. their right flank, and. Uh, Saw you, saw you pressing it, you know, pretty well as you came across the road there, and uh, you know you moved real well, and you were shooting real well. Josh was doing good until he got popped in the head. Uh, but uh, the the quality of the play that I'm watching, and the what I believe to be all the smiles I'm seeing on everybody's faces, yours included, right now, oh, yeah. uh, tells me that everybody's having a blast out here. It, it's great. Um, what I have seen here is an extreme uh, height of sportsmanship. Mm -hmm. The sportsmanship here is so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, seen, I've only seen one uh, uh, instance of cheating, and that was a punter, what they call the walk-on, uh, right? And he was blind shooting, okay. right? Otherwise, when the guys get hit, they call themselves out, yep. and they, they walk back to the dead zone because they know they're going to get right back in the game. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, everybody's had a good time, and everybody's smiling, and sure enough. it's great. Um, do you have any ideas on, or any thoughts at this point, of what could make this event better next year? Well, or, or um, different. I don't, I don't know about different or or, or better. Um, there are some <clears throat> some more improvements that they could make. Um, and I've suggested some things to the Bushies. Okay. Right. Nothing extravagant. I mean, they they can't get to be you know huge game. Uh, they have to grow. You know, little mm -hmm. baby steps. Mm -hmm. And I think they're on the right track. Yeah. I think uh, one of the one of the things that's captured my imagination here is literally the beachhead uh, you know with the with the tank traps and the uh, the mounds of dirt and so forth and then the pillboxes up along the the ridge and so forth uh, while not terribly big it is extremely challenging it is uh, I remember coming out of the landing craft a couple of times yesterday. I mean, it's the first place I've ever been that's had a landing craft okay, and I know that there are some places back in the states that do but the actual formation of that part of the field and then the rest of this area that we're standing in, beautiful eucalyptus forest with lots of dense vegetation, uh, I believe is making the gameplay that much better. It is. Yeah. It's very challenging. Uh, it's definitely not a walk in the park. Definitely not. Um, I think what else that the, that the bushies do is when they add the pyro, the pyrotechnics, mm -hmm. that really gives you a feel for the battle with the explosions and the light and the smoke, mm -hmm. you know? And it's exciting. Machine gun fire. Yeah, machine guns. Yeah. So when you come up the boat, I mean, it's like saving Private Ryan. You're, <laughs> you're beach meat for a while until you get enough people, you know, on the shore 
so you can start moving up the up the field. Yes, indeed. So you think you'll be here next year? Well, I can't promise that I'll be back next year, but uh, I'm certainly gonna gonna try. Yeah. I share that sentiment as well. I'd love to be back next year. Anything else you want to share with the uh, listeners? Uh, listeners, if you can get out here to play the uh, Operation Phoenix, the uh, Australian D-Day, you deserve to come out there and do it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Sir Raymond. You're welcome. This is Lou Arthur uh, with Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast coming to you live from Phoenix Paintball out in Ross and Victoria, Australia. And I have with me today David and Sarah Bush, who are the owner-operators of Phoenix Paintball. And uh, we're here today on the second day of Operation uh, Operation D-Day, which is, as I understand it, the largest paintball scenario in Australia, correct? Yeah, we believe so. That's what they, they keep telling us. Uh, yeah, one of, I think one of the craziest at least. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, I can tell you from my experience from yesterday, uh, it has been one of the most exciting events that I've been to. You guys really do something special here. Um, tell me tell me a little bit about how you got into paintball and how the field actually started. Um, I got into paintball like a lot of us many, many years ago. We a walk on uh, like Rendell paintball. And having a military background as well, and always been interested in the outdoors and, um, and the military style of things, paintball fitted in very nicely. And uh, discovered uh, club paintball about 10 years ago, and uh, it's been a, a hopeless disease ever since. <laughs> now, do both of you play? I don't get time to play, I'm too busy looking after them all. <laughs> Every now and then, but I haven't played for a while, no. When did you open up the field? Three and a half years ago, yeah, three and a half years ago now. Okay. But it's been an ongoing challenge for many years to get uh, field open. So, yeah. right. it certainly is a beautiful, beautiful forest, a beautiful field, and it's obvious that you guys have put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of player attendance for this event, about how many people did you actually have? In the end, we counted up the armbands we took every, off everyone yesterday and there was 115 so a couple of stragglers so about 120 I think we okay. had playing yesterday and today being the Sunday a bit more of a low-key casual day there's about 40 to 50. Okay. Well I saw the play today seemed to be a little bit more uh, uh, lively up here in the forest than yesterday uh, the attack and defense scenarios were were, were pretty exciting uh, I didn't play today I was shooting photographs so uh, but I did get to see it from a different perspective um, so you say the field's been open for about three and a half years. Did you start D-Day with when you opened it, or is that something that evolved after you uh, started the field? Something that really happened by accident, as much as anything, that um, we're building the fits on the fields down there, and we're playing around with the 20-ton uh, excavator of my uh, brother-in-law's, and he was driving it, and we sort of uh, seen a bit of YouTube footage from what other people have done over like, in French Canada and so forth, and had to sort of had a bit of a play around ourselves, and it sort of went from there. And what about the reenactors? I understand uh, at times you have reenactors here, and one of the more interesting aspects, I think one of the key differentiators for your field is the munitions, the pyro, the you know the 50 cal. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that all got started? Um, once again, having a um uh, background, uh, been interested in all the firearms and collecting that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, it just seemed natural that we um, bring the 50 cal rifle and the and the anti-tank guns and the 9mm submachine guns into it, and uh, we've been adding to them over time. We've got a heap of the, the 9mm actually built uh, for us for uh, blank firing, especially mm-hmm. for it, uh, movie, movie prop guns, and yeah, I think it's coming along quite nicely. 
Okay. And the thing with the tanks and that, we've got friends who have got army tanks. What's the point of having sitting in the shed all the time when you can actually bring them out and use them and play with them and everyone gets to appreciate them? So when you ask people if they want to bring something like that along, it's usually yes because somewhere to use them and to have some fun with them. So it's good. I think Tim's um, Tim, who brings the tanks along, he's, he's as mad as everyone else and he enjoys <laughs> actually bringing them out and have a play with them. So I understand that the, uh, as you and I talked on the phone about two weeks ago, right before I came out, that the laws here are really strict on paintball. Uh, so I see there's an interesting sort of odd situation where paintball markers are regulated like real firearms, yet you're able to have fully automatic weapons out here. How does that work? Yeah, fully automatic weapons. Uh, some of the, if it actually can be fired a live round, it's a different. It comes, to, we can still have them under our licensing, and long as we and we have a legitimate reason for it, for reenactment and uh, and for those sort of reasons, we can have fully automatic weapons. There's no problems. Uh, but a lot of the the ones we're using this weekend are actually set up to fire only blank ammunition only, so that comes exempt under the Firearms Act completely. Oh, really? Yes. Even though they have a fully automatic action. Yeah, it can't be easily converted into a live firer. And, uh, and we keep the police regulated and updated of what we're doing with that. Yes. Okay. Um, Sarah, I know that during the course of the time that I was, uh, you know, on the forums and uh, you know registering and so forth, I see you're very, very active with all the players uh, and the registration and so forth. Uh, how many, how many folks did we have come in from uh, from outside of Australia this year? I believe seeing Paul Wayne couldn't join us. There were six players from from. Um all from America in the end, I think. Yeah, six of you. So you you obviously play a very integral part of this whole operation. What are some of the uh, what are some of the challenges leading up to the game that that you specifically have to deal with? Getting the boys to sign in and pay on time, because <laughs> we give everyone a t-shirt with their package and you know lunch and that sort of thing. So it's all those logistical little things. You don't want too much food. You've got to have enough. Got the right size T-shirts for everybody. Yes, it's just all the logistics behind the scene. I keep saying to David that if I didn't do what I did, D-Day wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. When I get really grumpy and want to quit. But then the flip side is, if he didn't do what he did, D-Day wouldn't happen. So I guess the jobs complement each other in the long run, just like our wonderful marriage. <laughs> well, yesterday, sign in, chrono, crony, as you guys say over here. Uh, you guys brought that together real quick. I mean, it could have turned into, you know, like some of the other fields, games that I played at where, you know, games start an hour, an hour and a half late, but y'all were right on top of that. And uh, that's that seems like, uh, you know, your management of the crowd uh, seems pretty good, pretty tight. Well, they know what they know what we mean now. If Mrs. Bushy says, get your thing in, sign up, you've got to be registered and cronied and ready to play at 9.30, that's just it, you do it or you miss out. <laughs> And that's good because it keeps the day flowing. You guys have spent a lot of money to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got spent a lot of time organising it, so why waste half the day mucking around when you just want to play paintball? So yes, we try and get them all organised and out there playing. So what's up next for, for Phoenix Paintball and, and D-Day, D-Day 2012? Do you have any, anything you want to share with uh, the listeners on that? Oh, I think it's just, um, you know, not trying to get too much bigger, just getting better and smoother in the way it runs and, and keep the enjoyment level up. It's very hard to come up with new surprises each year because um, <laughs> there's not many crazy things left to do, but I'm sure we'll think of something. And, uh, yeah, just making it more interesting with the way the gameplay, getting the developing the gameplay so it gets more and more enjoyable. Okay. I guess from a management perspective, I'd like to see a bit more 
a few more companies and things get behind us. I've had some interesting talks. We've already been planning 2012 from my perspective, even this morning, just talking about doing show bags. And mm. we did show bags last year, but they weren't show bags as much as we gave everyone a pair of earplugs and a pair of spare jocks because we thought they might need them, and that was a kind of a bit of a joke. That's gonna get scared. But just, um, just things, you know, to get to get show bags together and, and give something back to the players. So if anyone's listening and wants to contribute in some way, shape or form, we'd like to do D-Day jerseys, maybe make a D-Day logo, get some more interactive things happening on the website. And I've had a lot of people offer some time and help, so I think we can move with that. It's just something I physically can't do, being a wife and mother first and foremost and running a business. So getting the players more interactive and making it their event, and we'll still control it, obviously, but, yeah, getting their perspective and their input and, and helping them helping us to grow the day to how they would like to see and, it as and well. Your, and your website? www.phoenixpaintball.com.au Okay. And, and there's current photos and videos. D-Day hasn't even finished and we've already got photos and footage from yesterday up, so if anyone wants to go check it out. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you both very much. I want to thank you for uh, putting on such a great event. I'm glad I came here and I'm going to do everything in my power to come back next year. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you, and um, I thank everyone to come along who made the day enjoyable for us as well. Right, great. Well, and thank thanks you. to all the players, and especially RefSync. I think that made a huge difference yesterday. With just the games went longer because there wasn't as much cheating. The objectives weren't being achieved as quickly. So, thanks to RefSync. Thanks for everyone from coming from interstate, overseas. It's just made it a fantastic day, and everyone's haven't had a complaint really. So it's been it's been fantastic. I see everybody here leaving with a smile. That's awesome. <laughs> Myself included. Awesome. Well, thank you both very much. Thank you. You're listening to the Blast Radius Woods Ball Podcast. Special thanks to our title sponsor, Empire Battle Tested. We also appreciate the support of Tipman Sports, MacDev, and Hydrotech Paintballs. Anytime you want to contact the show with feedback or show ideas, there's a few ways you can do that. Send an email to studio at brwp.net. You can call the studio line on 303-952-0274. You can also contact us on Twitter, Facebook, or Skype. You can post on our forum, and you can get to there by our website, brwp.net. We're glad you've tuned into the show today. Since 2006, we are your independent paintball podcast resource. My name is Wayne, and on behalf of my co-host, Ben, thanks for clicking on Blast Radius Woodsball Podcast. Play hard, play safe, and have fun. Listening to a Lucky Six Productions podcast.